Welcome to the Living from Vision podcast. This is Ilona Selke, and this is part two of a series of interviews with Amorea. Last interview, we talked about living from vision and working our way into our ideal state of our higher self. Today, we're going to take it a notch up higher and talk about the journey to soul awareness. Amorea has been meditating for over 20 years and I've been meditating for over 40 years. So between the two of us, we have a lot of experiences. And as a matter of fact, Amorea and myself have been meditating together for 15 years at different times in our lives. And many of them I've chronicled in my book, Dolphins, Love and Destiny. Question about time, space, consciousness, and how much we have free will as soul and how much we can co-create reality with higher awareness. And in our interview, you were going to talk about the nature of consciousness, uh, the trials and tribulations we might experience when we become enlightened and enlivened from within and what our emotional human self might do with that and also the beauties of it and how we do it and what we experience when we go there. Again, this is the second part of a series of interviews between Ilona Selke and Amorea. And welcome to this second episode. And here I am back, Ilona Selke at Living From Vision with my podcast and with Amorea in conversation with me about the ignition of soul consciousness, living your high self in your embodiment. And this particular segment, we're going to take the concept of illuminating as a soul being or in your higher self in conjunction with others, your partner, friends, uh, in work, in play with your children, into the social life. And let me introduce Amaria. Amaria has written uh, books, created uh, online courses, artwork, all around the theme of igniting your higher states of consciousness to embody it and to become a living temple here on earth so that we radiate more love, more light into this dimension and unite the spiritual expression of ourselves, not only in those places up there, far out in meditation, but bring it into this world and live it in this dimension so that we enter living in heaven on earth here. Did I do a good job, Maria? That was awesome. Thank you. And I'm so excited. I'm ignited already to, um, to share with you about this incredibly hot topic. Yes, it is hot. It is hot. And I have one question for you that is super hot at the uh, middle or end. Okay. Mm -hmm. But first of all, let me tell the audience who's listening. Uh, if I had a picture to show, I would. I have your beautiful artwork in front of me. It's like this holographic card that shimmers and shines and changes into different of your uh, paintings that I have. Um, this one is the one where you focus on the dyadic, the relationship or the two into singularity, where two, and we know this from the Bible, right? Where two and meet or more meet into one, there I shall be amongst you. And here I'm looking at this, what looks like uh, Mary Magdalene and Jesus in enthrallment with their hearts beaming out, but then also themselves arcing into high states of divine soul union, and then merging into a pattern of of singularity where neither of the two are individuated anymore but are singular and have become one ideally what we think of as soul love correct so i there are more pictures in it one of them is actually on the cover of the book that i wrote dolphins love and destiny where you are one of my heroes and i describe <laughs> our different ways of ascending into the higher dimensions um but in this uh, photo and in this image, describe to me all the aspects that you're trying to express here and how it pertains to our illumination and evolution as a spiritual being. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, the, di the dyadic relationship seems to be the pinnacle expression of what we're up to 
down here in the human form because creation burst forth from singularity but then came became this dualistic universe and so it's always trying seeking to fulfill itself back into unity at higher and higher levels, orders and expressions. And so what that looks like down so, here yes. is, is, is mm. the soul waking up, wanting to, to have that union again, that remembrance with others, whether it's with the group, whether it is with our partner. Um, but it seemingly, of course, the, the dyadic um, relates most deeply with our beloved, that idea of the beloved. and. Mm. And so that picture, uh, yes, it shows kind of an image that could look like Mary and Jesus, but it really does represent that connection of the divine feminine and the masculine in the sacred marriage. And, um, and like you said before, it's, it's not exclusive to that. Um, any, any two beings can come into that and then any group of beings, and that's the power of um, a focused beam of meditation together is we create a fulcrum point of conjoining consciousness and that point not only illuminates us we get the the reward of receiving the gift of that super luminosity of returning where we collectively but, tune into the singularity Yes. yes, which and, is and so then. beautifully expressed in your painting where okay. uh, the circle of high illuminated beings have this illuminated star diamond above their head, but then they also collectively merge into singularity as a fulcrum point between all of them. And uh, we have it actually is at our, right when you walk into the reception at Chambala, it's in large print there on the wall. And uh, people fall in love with that image. We yeah. feel a remembrance, a calling to go to higher places where we are no longer the separated identity, but rather where we have the ability to tap into spaces where we are be transcending time space. I, I would love for you to describe how, what perceptions do you have? Um, tell us a little bit of how to do it. Like, how do these two people do it? How would you tell two people, uh, and even if you did it imaginarily with an imaginary other, like I do this with my imaginary inner guide who happens to be beautifully yes. male. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And yes. uh, tell us about that. How can we do it? Yeah. How do we do it? And what might, what might we experience? Well, it's, it's, a, it's an ancient question that has been sought after by various tantric lineages throughout um, different traditions. And here we are trying to really tap it in this modern age. And a lot of us are so seeking our beloved. We're, we're, we're seeking the fulfillment of what it feels like inside to be able to merge ourselves into that higher order of beingness and with another. Um, and so part of the process of doing that is that we have to feel our own sense of merging inside with the deepest, most intimate expression of who we are. And I think that's why you also said it's so impactful and um, and it works to just do that with you, the version of uh, that being that you said that's is particularly right. male. Your inner, your <laughs> it, inner well, yeah. for, you know, it could be anything depending on your orientation. However, it's the other inside in your own imagination, your inner master being, let's call him or her that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's, um, first and foremost, there's, a deep willingness to be penetrated by that light of your own soul. And mm -hmm. so that is very important. As we, as we move into a dyadic and dynamic connection with another that is very intimate, um, we have to be already situated in our own soul connection, that individuated yes. self. Yes. Because, and this is what I see so yes. often in relationships, is that People are not in that um, their own central channel of who they know as themselves and how mm -hmm. they honor themselves as a being. And then they get lost in the relationship. Yep. They become part of this, this give and take of codependency and seeking approval and um, falling into the other and, and losing themselves. 
And that is going to set you up for all kinds of karmic um, <laughs> resolutions. Hopefully, if that's what you're needing to do, that's what, you know, is going to come right. as a result. But we don't have to do that. We can first situate ourselves with our own divine yes. connection and insight. So that is first and foremost. So actually, <laughs> yes, if you are a soul awakened, then you can have a soul awakened relationship. But if we're still, you know, scratching like chickens, well, then maybe a better choice would be having a chicken as our mate. But I'm not trying to say that we're chickens <laughs> and eagles down here, but we have to match each other. I hear people longing for soul enlightened relationships. And they say, sometimes to me, I've gotten letters, dear, dear Abby, dear Lona, I found my soulmate, but he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't to meditate and he doesn't know how to access those states. Well, my dear, if he doesn't, let him be in his world. Be the star that you are. Find another star who can meet you where you are because ultimately we have to honor each of our growth evolutionary stages and be who we are and let others be who they are and not make them more or less than they are and not over demand more of others, which only puts pressure on them, which is what I did with my previous ex-husband. I'm like, okay, I meditate, I go out, I have, I have this down, I can do it. I'm breaking through the crust of the earth, time, space, confinement. And now I wanted my husband to do it too. And, you know, I went and took lessons with a meditation teacher and I brought that quandary to him and I said well how can I get him to do it you know and I had learned about manifesting and I was going ready to just make him be that person and then he said the most crucial thing he said you can live in the fulfillment of your choice just don't tell the universe what face that fulfillment has in other words live in that internal creation of yourself be in the future fulfilled live in that partnership live in your soul fulfilled relation. Like you said, practice it with yourself and then practice it with deities, practice it with uh, master beings. And then that capacity will manifest outside of you. And it did in the form of my meditation teacher who then became my husband. Okay. <laughs> that was a little tricky, but he didn't say put my face in there. Right. So I didn't put any face in there. I just put the place of what I wanted to experience in the end. So um, how, tell me, in the other podcast, you talked about ideal self and the soul diamond. Now, how would you transpose that into relationship? How do we relate into our human self, ideal self, or higher self, and then the soul diamond self and beyond? How do we yeah. do that? That's a great question. And really what we're talking about is evolutionary love, a love that actually takes the two mm. and brings them into a state of, in, immense fulfillment at the human level, of course, with all the aspects of what the powerful mystery of love does to to wake us up to all kinds of parts of ourselves, but that there's a there's something that's moving you towards a deeper um, channel of awareness together, and, and you're utilizing each other to breach into that space. And it's the intimacy that we all wish for, that, that even sexuality is, is, is trying and attempting to do. Now, of course- Merging two into one, sex. right? I mean, yes, it is. that's right. It's merging and two into one. Ideally, so when, that's what we want in the end, right? The oneness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so <clears throat> what I would say is that um, we bring the same level of devotion and prayer and humble bowing at the altar um, that we do with God, we bring that same level mm. of intensity yes. to our relationship to each of those beings in front of us, whether it is a friend or it's our partner or uh, a group. I mean, but what we're doing is we're creating uh, an evolutionary vortex that we're all bowing and saying, my gosh, this is what we're here doing we're waking up into this power let it reorganize us let it take us um, up let it let it descend down into us let us create an access point together for that god light yeah. to burst through let let the two of us become lenses that then greater lens into one 
into the yes exactly a greater lens and and that's the nature um for instance in my other pictures mm -hmm. like the one on your book that shows 12 beings uh kind of each right. paired up mm -hmm. yeah and and but then they're all being drawn into this vortex at the center that's this emanating all-seeing eyes um right. that depicts god and it's showing that we are part of an oversoul. And so right. this is a whole other dynamic that we could talk about, yes. but just to, to, to breach into the idea that our souls incarnate sometimes time and again with very um, specific other souls that are creating an oversoul of evolutionary uh, overlap and yeah. arcing together. Um, but we can take that context and even those who are not part of our, let's say main oversoul system, the idea that we are part of these interlocking circles of evolution. And when we see it at the biggest level, we see the oversouling of humanity. We see that we're yes. part of the evolution of the species. Of and the if we, one species. Yeah. Yes. If we put our whole being and our prayer and our hearts to the altar of that, that our actual love is a benefit and emanating into all of humanity yes um it's an extraordinary thing to become a lens for that and there's there's a give and then and a receive to that as a give and take to like right we give ourselves to that and we become a light emanating into it and we actually be, we get the help and the support and the evolutionary upgrades of collective humanity's um highest version and what we're becoming we we really become responsible um stewards of an energy <laughs> you know as yeah. you speak i'm thinking in practical terms whether it's individual as two meeting into one if we can imagine a triangle and on either pole on the bottom of the pyramid triangle let's say uh or let's just say a triangle there is the other and there is yourself and at the apex you focus your attention not into i love you and yes you can and of course and let's go back into how we do this you know we sit across right. from each other maybe eye gazing we uh we can do this long distance as you and i have done many 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 times and we, right. we can do it with people in the group um the apex is the fulcrum point the singularity point between the two where the two ascend their focal point of their consciousness into one lens where how would you describe what do you experience at that one lens state mm. well first i want to share mm -hmm. that that experience now we're, we're talking about blending at the deepest soul level it's such an intimate and personal thing but at once, it's also such a transpersonal thing. It, 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 uh, yeah. it takes the deepest parts yes. of us that have been connecting, that have been cultivating and generating. If we're talking about a partner especially, um, we've, we've created so much um, mm. in, interlacing and, and trust. And, and it's a very personal thing. But <laughs> yes. then that becomes a, a powerful fulcrum for then, in a sense, almost like, going into that transcendence yes. Yes. um where it's like wow this is so not just about us yes. this is this is really something we we bow and we give ourselves to and and then it takes us by the hands and it takes us beyond even our personal uh levels yes. of fulfillment and that's where like i'm saying the idea of evolutionary love comes yes. into form so what happens and how do we do that um you know, we're full chakra beings. And so there's elements in uh, our heart that really get magnetized. And the how feeling presence. Let's, let's talk well, to our audience through how could they do it if they find, let's say, an equally matched person in their life they could practice with. And, you know, um, given the fact that it is deeply, uh, deeply open to one another, of course, they would want to pick somebody they dare to be that open with, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I say in seminars, I say, you know, you could do it with anybody, but, you know, pick someone where you feel like you want to, or would like to bear your heart and soul, and please don't get married to each other in the first six months. <laughs> Because it is so revealing, it's like it's let's not it's true. confuse it's true. 
uh, love with love and marriage type, you know, it's, but let's walk our audience through what they might experience. What is the beauty of it and what happens? Mm. As they well, well, as, as I speak and as we conjure this field, I feel my own heart just starting to gently erupt with an opening and a radiance and a, and a receptivity to receive the purity of that other without any filters, not just who they are, who we know them to be with all of their idiosyncrasies and all the beautiful qualities we know them to be. We simply open up to receive the divine presence of receive who the they are. Yes. So that, that is the first gateway mm -hmm. to actually moving into soul presence where it's beyond the lens of what we know and see in that person right in front of us. So you they open actually... your own chakric presence, your own emanation, rather than making it dependent on the other, you activate yourself first. That's, you that's right. Yeah. Uh, all, always we open that within ourselves and we start to feel that. Yeah. And, then, and then we see that in the other, which is what takes off all those filters so that we can truly see their shining radiant core right. and that's what we connect to because that's going to then situate ourselves beyond the ego and uh, it actually then radiates into the ego it actually makes us appreciate the other for all of who they are yeah and the so qualities really, they bring for them yeah, yeah. It, it actually blesses the ego aspects of of the two people and so it says i appreciate i love you for who you are and beyond what you know, he, yeah, here's a description that I wrote about in the book Dolphins Love and Destiny, and I described our seminar in Hawaii where you were at, uh, where uh, one, you know, we sit in front of a person that we may not even know. And we can do this as a group too. We can take one person in the hot seat and then five others, you know, six in the group. And we can do it one-on-one -on -one and three-on-one -on -one or whatever and take one person, but if it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's fine. And then share with each other the qualities that you imagine the other person has in their higher self. You focus exclusively on seeing their radiance, their beauty, their embellishment of who they are mm. and like if i do that with you uh, you know if i were to say amaria what i really appreciate and and uh, see in you is your total dedication to pure light of god embodied in you i i feel your i see it i see it like a matrix of total commitment I feel it emanating. As I say that, my heart opens. I see this, like you become a divine being in front of my eyes. I mean, you are, but I see it even more so, right? Yeah. And so it evokes it in you and it also, yes. of course, ev evokes it in me, the other. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we can keep meeting at that deeper and more purified space where gratitude just floods, floods the energy. And of course, we know gratitude is such the opener to trust it's the opener to um uh, a shared space where we're not just grateful for the other we enter the virtue of gratitude yes. and gratitude yes. then like bursts open um our connection to the spiritual world to our own deeper virtue heart center and so and that is Yes, yes. So yeah, that is a gateway. So that's one of the first stages we can do in a very human way of being. Now walk us through how you would uh, walk it up into the next levels of chakras up to the soul level. Yeah. So now that we've created that beautiful foundation, and like I said, trust and gratitude are are real strong indicators of how deep we're going to be able to go. Mm -hmm. And so that's there. And then what I do is I, I move upwards even above the crown. It's, it's almost like this zenith mm -hmm. of my, my soul um, becomes a star that even goes up above the, the yeah. crown. And, yeah. and that point... Like almost maybe like a foot above the crown or something. Mid, mid yeah, that's, that's about how, where it. I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and that place is a place where not only do we feel our own situation above and kind of beyond our uh just our human self it's the highest parts of us that get 
ignited it and, and amplified. So how and, do you look there? How do you emanate there? If you go in there, if I go in there right now, as we do, why don't we each share with the audience what you feel, what I feel as we do, just a couple images, feelings, metaphors, as you do and I do. And please join us all within this. Just imagine in your own self, having this central channel of yourself from your heart and all the way through and above your crown chakra. And if you could singularly focus in the diamond above your head. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so beautiful. So, and so what, um, one of the things that happens for me is, is a, just a flooding of light down through the, all the bodies. And, um, but it, it makes me feel a connection to the infinite it makes me feel a connection to all possibilities yeah. exist at that point and then it really um it cap it captivates the best parts of me to then be able to um see that light within you okay so let us you and me focus each on it so we start humming together so we create a co-resonance and i'd like i would love for you and then i will take turns as well to describe whoever is following us to describe uh, what visuals you get with it. What does it uh, look like and feel like? Well, at first, when I connect to that point, I first um, feel the effect in my own field and I uh, individuate in that point. But then when we start to, when I feel your placement of your own that zenith point of diamonds mm -hmm. uh, and i feel you there it's almost yeah there's this shared co-resonance that then creates the invitation and the permission to to share from that place and so there's this arcing this arcing of our lights and how does it feel in yourself i mean what can you give as a, some anchor points of feeling and visuals for people to get a sense for when they have arrived at that space or state. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it just has a sense of uh, feeling like a lighthouse and a, and a point of um, being the light within the lighthouse part being being the light within the lighthouse and there's a for me there's a direct connection up through my central channel so it, it becomes a feeling of aliveness inside and and this is the remember when um we're doing anything that is intimate like this and at an energetic level um that the the blessing is for the tantra of the self too that we get blessed by activating these currents inside of us and right. so there's there's this tantric awakening of this kind of this scintillating beautiful yummy warm permeating fluid light inside of me and it feels evolutionary it feels like wow i'm being yeah. activated and blessed by nature of me just connecting to that point it activates um, and brings light into all the other chakras and ignites all the cellular systems yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, and so what do you see? When you, well, when you I would describe it. And I remember when I first practiced it, I was 19. I was a flight attendant in Germany. I'd read books about the, traveling on the sound current that came in from the source of the universe and then traveled back to itself. And I like the allegory. And I think it is even more true than we know. Um, the universe is sonic. The Big Bang became a vibration. You know, it came out and it also returns to itself. So it's like a, a circular movement, the in-breath and out-breath of God. But if when I was sitting there on the bed and I was like going, okay, I can burst through. I can be beyond identity, beyond self. And I was like pushing, pushing, you know, I was imagining going bursting through the clouds surrounding the earth, the crust I had, I like was pushing through the crust like a like a seed growing out of the earth and like bud or like a you know seed bursting into its first expression mm. that pinnacle and to me it looked and i would still describe it as like 
like you described, like the, the pinnacle of the, the lighthouse. It's like, uh, I would just say it's now a pinnacle, like a diamond, like you said, uh, being ignited. And yet there is no more my form. There is no more, this is how I do things. This is not what I think. There's no dress, no clothing, no color. It's a diamond. It's pure bang, isness, consciousness, just whoosh, isness, isness. But the odd part is when I go there and I start focusing on seeing you in that same way. And there is a moment when you manage to, and I manage to co-vibrate at that same intensity of purity. Yeah. Where we dovetail and a spiral of, I would say a DNA ascension coil into the heavens, into the source of the singularity ascends beyond us. There's a, it's almost like overlapping of a lens that ascends, that overlaps again and makes octaves of overlapping unification, bifurcation, unification, endlessly into the singularity. So beautiful. And I think that's just like how two resonating strings create <laughs> a deeper tone, like they can create a more fuller octave of mm. vibration and connection. And then they... Uh, they have a feedback loop and that's what God loves yes. is utilizing yes. creation and duality to then come back together and merge. And the feedback loop is what creates the interactivity, the interactivation, uh, that relational field does start to set up a vortex yes. and the vortex is bigger than us. And so we're drawn into it and yet we're the ones creating it. Uh, it's this simultaneous, like from above, from that source, yes. saying, saying, oh, look at those two beings. They're actually opening themselves. So I'm going to create a vortex of connection and channel energy down into them um, because it is, it's It activates the channel of unity of singularity to become activated within us. It's like we think of it in linear terms and we have to describe it that way because our language has yeah. learned to, I mean, only can describe by the absence of the other, you know, it's like the duality, but uh, it's almost like saying the one is the many and the many awaken to the one and that's feedback loop. I love that. Yes. It's like this yeah. returning home to God, to the source, which is what love is to do and opens us to, is to the true essence of that, which we become when we unify in our purest essence to the one that is, and eternity evolves or is springs forth within our merged consciousness. Yeah. Yes, and and just to bring it all back home to the to the practical too of let's say we're in doing this with our partner. Mm -hmm. um, when we situate more and more from that place, it's there's so much more compassion there's so much more intuition yes. around what the other is experiencing you truly do start to create a shared co-reality more yes and it really creates more intimacy more sense of harmony more sense of like oh well that small thing that you know just kind of um yep. shook you up a little bit that was a little challenging for your ego you know both people are in that place going it's okay because um, we see it from this higher perspective. We're what, anchored. What, yes. what do you, yeah, yeah, what do you need for me to hold you through this yeah. place? Yeah. You know, like there's so much more our willingness. Self, yes, yes. Our <laughs> self is, our, the unity is anchored at another dimension and is not rattled by the whatever in the lower dimensions. We're in, undoubtedly, we will encounter challenges and darkness or whatever. I mean, that's what that duality realm is about. But yeah, I love that. I love that. Beautiful. That it's like almost like the, the, the cauldron, like a like a, an individuated unit. Like it's what then the relationship becomes. The apex is the relationship. It's not me focusing on the other, on you or whatever. It's yes, I am there for your needs. And the apex yes. is what guides us. Is yes, that's right. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like the... Um the true steward navigating this the ship together mm -hmm. is yes. that shared 
covalent bondage yes. reality, that organizing principle that is um, operating, you know, between the and within the two of you. It's it's really taking you to the next higher version, which is why we came together. We, yes, we came together to, um, you know, kind of look through into the karmic parts that still need to be resolved. The partnership does that. It's definitely meant for um purification (laughs) purifying karma but what happens when we really submit our whole being together to that point that organizing field that says i am committed not only to looking at all the shadows together with you and working out these human aspects but i'm committed to co-creating this heaven on earth with you i'm i'm committed to co-creating this evolutionary field that brings out the best in us and doesn't doesn't want to settle doesn't want to compromise um has actually placed that first in the relationship yeah and that is true soul relationship that is true soul union where god can feed through that singular lens into the two and guard and guide the two and create a much larger effect into the world around those or whoever participates in it than uh, any relationship that just focuses on the other as the individual ego can ever do yeah and it's so it's so tangible when you see a couple who's living from that place that higher station where they're where they're two star lights let's say are are conjoined and it's like um we can feel the impact people go wow look at them they've they got, got something. They're in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're in love. That's, yeah. that's real love. Now, yeah. my big question and my hot seat question to you is now, mm-hmm. sounding pretty intimate, sounding pretty, my God, you know, who would you ever want to do this with? Maybe except the one and only, and who might that be? You know, you have to go look far and wide before you find <laughs> them. Uh, who and how would you say people should or should not interact with in that way mm. <clears throat> hot seat question okay seat question. <laughs> <laughs> it it is um because we are definitely looking at the very fringe of what is culturally accepted and yet it's what we for the most part when we take off the cultural lens it's what our deeper self knows desires and yearns for because it's it's equated to the same desire than yearning for god yes really it's really that it's it's and here it's what we do we become one with god as two yes yeah yeah. and so it's it's something to navigate and first and foremost we have to check in with our own self do we have ulterior motives is that place also still hitched and hijacked by our, our egoic motivations to well, there could be many reasons for that but is there is there something um that might take that idea and taint it so i would say we do have to do work on ourselves mm-hmm. to purify our own channel and know that we have purest of intentions that's not just filtering into wanting to get something from the other wanting to maybe right. partner with them um, because especially with male female interactions yes. we're biologically wired when we start to open up these channels to feel aliveness in all of our chakras and yes yes and it and activates not only the heart chakra but maybe other chakras that we associate with mating you know it does and so we have to be in the right place first within ourselves and then i do feel like there's um according to where we're at and who we're doing that with there has to be um at least created self boundaries around okay i'm allowing this beautiful openness and maybe i can feel it kind of sparking my lower chakras but i'm holding it in the right place like um this is a heart-centered and higher centered um, connection and relation and we can just like say well thank you and i receive the blessings that it's (laughs) moving all the way down into my root chakra and right and back and back up, um, but not create subconscious ideas and motivations around what that must mean. Right. You know, that must mean that um, 
I have to go I, marry them or I have to go, yeah. yeah or even just like do I need to act on this and yes. and so psychologically we have to be in a mature place and I would say if we really want to be mature and responsible if we're going to enter into that place with another we want to have at least a sense that they're not creating out picturings that they're not moving from an immature place yes. because then we might be creating hardship for them and then the two of you to have to work out like okay we had different ideas around what this meant. So responsibly to move into that place, yes. we have to have a similar capacity. idea of what's happening and, and capacity. But even like just the idea, mm -hmm. the intention, I yeah. think is important too, yeah. the intention. Yeah. Like I have shared this with uh, people of the same sex, women I remember, and I've practiced, I've practiced this of course with people on Skype and on the phone. Um, where I remember this one woman, she is about, was about 15 years older than I. And um, I just, I was so moved when I saw those worlds that opened through her lens, merging with my lens, the, the ultimate of holiness. And I truly felt like I was blessed by a being who had walked the earth as a truly holy being. And the ignition and the stimulation that we brought forth in each other, these higher virtues that got ignited by us overlapping our souls, our focus into singularity, into divine oneness, brought forth the divine and the holiness in each one of us. Now, because we were two women, the incredible love I felt for her, I did not immediately translate as, oh, I'll have to marry her. No, but put this now into male-female interactions and we have a couple more challenges. I do remember with another woman, uh, Yahoo also is about uh, 13 years older than I, uh, these are all phenomenal people in their own rights and also have been initiating other people uh, into these states. When we go and still go through these eye-gazing moments of incredible openings to profound purity, we become so enamored with each other. There is the feeling of if I were a man, I would marry you or I would be with you. But it's it's just the human translation of those feelings, right? It's not that I'm going to act on it. It's not I'm going to do anything with it. It's just a human feeling that is used to pushing that information through the mammalian brain. The mammalian brain likes to mate, you know, that's just what it does. But we have to endure intensity of love. We have to know that an incredible love current in our heart is something that we're normally supposed to feel or we can feel as a human without going and marrying every single person we have this love for. Like a baby, right. you know, you don't say, oh, I love this baby. I'm going to marry this baby. No, you just love that baby with those brilliant eyes and staring at you and going, mm -hmm. you, you, you yeah. see God straight in their eyes, you know? Yeah. And yes, <clears throat> we interact on equal level, on equal measure, with equal capacity, with compassion and allowing each other to be uh, each other in our own and, rights. And, and, and wouldn't it be a shame if because of our uh, cap of our idea around, oh, this, this activates that mammalian part of us, that we didn't go into that space together. Right. Wouldn't it be a shame that if we, be. you know, if we really yeah. said, you know, I can't do that um, because I'm married. Of certain e <laughs> Sorry, egoic. I'm married. Yeah. I can't do this. Right, <laughs> right. Because um, really, it we all want these deep and fulfilling um, relationships. We we we, we yeah. want to meet at the soul level because the soul level is what's going to evolve us so quickly. And so can you why imagine? would we shun that? Yeah. Can you imagine in this circle of angels? Let's just say we've already ascended to just being <laughs> purely embodied. And then you go like, no, 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 don't look over there. That angel is out of question. No, no, no. No luminous God sharing of light. Nope. You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. So to, to see it at that level, obviously it's very silly. Yeah, for sure.
but we do have to acknowledge but we're humans. Our humans. Yes. Yeah. And so we have to have ourselves fairly much under control or at least be able to say, yes, I'm feeling this. No, I'm not acting on it and getting used to it. You get used to current, you get used to love. Yeah. And, current. and I, I think it is important to be communicative of that. If something arises and it's just kind of like swirling around our more human egoic, like desire body to, 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 to bring it forth, not right in the moment, but kind of afterwards, maybe, and just say, Hey, I just want to share with you what was happening to me, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, just so that we let in the other into the process yeah. um, so that it actually diffuses like that. You're just having to hold it yourself and try to figure it out within yourself. Right. Sometimes it will help to communicate it because the other might be in picking up on the mixed feelings. signals and going, Hmm, yeah. what is that? I felt from you. That was more desire uh, right. wanting to act out. So, it's it's good to communicate. It is. Too. And you know, I remember a number of uh, men that I have encountered, one of their greatest challenge was that they were in their uh, luminous self. They were previous master yogis. They walk now as this person on this plane. They look women in the eyes and the women fall to their feet and all want to marry him because yeah. he's just angelic, pristine light. And they go, I have never experienced this light in my life before. And therefore I want to keep it. And I'll, you know, means lock under, under lock and key. <laughs> um, and they're like, Ilona, what am I doing wrong? What should I not do? Shall I shout? Shall I shun my light? Shall I shut it out? Uh, put a cap on or what, you know? And I think what you're already saying is communicate the intentions and also yeah maybe when you have that intense capacity pick equal partners don't over light everybody you know meet them at their level and uh share gently uh your capacity with whoever you meet you know i want to share that you bring up a really great topic with um people who do have a lot of light and really shine from that place that's why I, I, I mentioned the, the maturity and the responsibility of first clearing our own field because there are people with that immensity of light, but they still have these cords that they can send out or this more um, the they know how to use it. wanting to be. They know how to use it. So maybe they're using it consciously. Maybe they're kind of subconsciously just doing that. And they're creating um, just, exactly. you know, a, a lineup of, of people from the other opposite sex right. to just uh, be hooked into that. Yeah. And this is something that I had to learn. Uh -huh. I, it, it did not just, I, I had to see that I was, because I've, I feel like I've been a real strong light for a long time. My 20s, I didn't have the maturity of still some of my egoic play out of wanting mm. to feel that desire fed back to me uh, by, by women. And so I'd, I'd send it out like that. And it was subconscious, it was unconscious for me. Yes. And I, I more and more, I saw that I was doing that and I refined and I refined myself until now I can walk around as that light mm -hmm. and be really radiant and be juicy. Mm -hmm. But the, it, I feel like the information field that I also send out is that I'm not doing that to try to educe or seduce. Get. Right. And so, and so for me, women, for, you know, be yeah. depending on the who you are, sex, for yeah. the opposite mm -hmm. sex, there, there's a way that um, we're not going to send out those mixed signals as much. Now we can't, um, we can't control what everybody's going to feel, right. you know, but um, right. I have noticed so much over the years that the more that I refine my, the purity of my um, field and my intention, that I don't create those situations where I'm, already, I'm giving somebody a mixed signal just because they're being, you know, just like overcome by my beauty and my light or something like that. Right, right. So that's all about learning maturity and we are evolving, at least the, the people who are listening in here are interested in transcending the, the purely 3D expression of what love can bring and enter into really more union, more union with themselves, with the divine, with God, with the source and with others, and then experience a transcendence and an opening that is so profound, which I call taking the yogi down the mountain into the valley. And here we are meeting each other again. And, you know, we happen to be in either male or female bodies or 
twixt in between these days. <laughs> and um, we are discovering that we can take the illumination into communion, not into the silence and individual um, selfhood or hermitage, but we can bring it into lived, shared, heaven on earth, creation, and we can feel each other moving from particle to wave. That's really, in quantum physics, I would say we move from particle, human 3D bone and flesh identity to the wave perception where we can intermingle and create interference patterns, which then become the entirety field. And we experience ourselves maybe down here as having the body, but in that field of union, we experience the wholeness, the, the completion, the eternity. Uh, and in that, we touch into a completely new level of living and creating. Yes. Wow. I see you. I see the field. I see it. All of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's to practicing it right now with everybody that yes. is on the call or, or listening. Yeah. That we enter into that holy communion, that field that is an evolutionary vortex that is helping us and seeking through us to become aware of itself. Expressed. Yes. God become aware of itself through us. Yeah. May all the beings be blessed and may all the souls listening in be ignited and guided from the inside out to the right ignition, the right level of illumination. Thank you. Thank you, Ilona. Namaste. I think this is a good point for us to leave this podcast. I know it was a lot longer than anticipated, but we went deep and I loved it. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you for having shared in this enlightening conversation between Amaria and Ilona Selke about the nature of soul, what we might expect when we ascend to different states of consciousness beyond the ordinary amounts of chakras that we are accustomed to. And if you wish to get in touch with Amaria, please go to the website phoenixcode.org. And if you wish to get in touch with Ilona Selke, go to ilonaselke.com. That's spelled I-L-O-N-A-S, like in star, E-L-K-E dot com. If you wish to find out about Amaria's artwork, go to divine-blueprint.com. So again, the one about the Phoenix Code is phoenixcode.org. Thank you very much for having joined us, and we're looking forward to sharing with you upcoming episodes of Conversations of the Sacred and Divine in Daily Life.